tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hello, AfterBuzzers. We're here doing another AfterBuzz TV after show for Disney's Girl Meets World Season 1, Episode 9, Girl Meets 1961. I'm your host, Kristen Elizabeth Snyder, and joining me, AfterBuzz TV host, Lee Epstein. Wow, I'm getting such big uh, intros. Thank you. <laughs> Hello, AfterBuzzers, and thank you, Kristen. That was so nice. <laughs> yeah, I forgot to give out our handles on the last show, so if you guys want to follow us, Lee, what's your Twitter handle? Oh, not those kind of handles. I got you. Um, yes, my Twitter handle is Lee M. Epstein, and I do want to say thank you guys so much for tweeting in and yeah. asking about our show and I know the timing's been a little off but we do so 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 much appreciate that you do tune in and write to us and write questions and tweet at us it's awesome we appreciate it I'm Lee M. Epstein add me add your friends and Kristen please I'm at Cinematic Escape and you guys can I have it right here so if you guys want to tweet at us maybe we can look at those later and read some of we them we have our Twitter handles right here we have them right here we want to talk to you guys and yeah thank you for all the messages you guys are awesome and yes we want to keep chatting Girl Meets World with you hopefully we'll establish a weekly time when we're going to be doing this it's just we the writers are working with us to try to come in with us weekly and there was the hiatus so soon we'll be on a roll (laughs) so let's get into the episode i loved it girl meets world 1961 blast from the past so cool and i love that farkle was sort of starring in this one as well like you said and the times they are a changing (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh, so we got to talk about uh, Bob Dylan and the prophets on the guitar. And music was really different back then. It really was uh, sort of like prophets singing on their guitars. I know yeah. Michael. And we talked about that a lot loved, with Michael. Exactly. Exactly. He must have absolutely loved writing this episode. For sure. Uh, because he else? played it's, the guitar. Absolutely. And as a songwriter and, and, and a songwriter. talked about when we talked to, with Michael about, um, about his musical taste, about how he mm-hmm. said – He's a lyrics guy, and that's kind of what got him into being a TV writer and a playwright instead of uh, a music writer. And um, I mean, that's what all those guys were about. I I think specifically, he said Dylan was one of them for sure. And uh, yeah, that's that's totally and Joan Baez. Is that what it was about? Yeah, yeah. So what happens is uh, Corey wants them to go back somehow and visit the '60s because they don't think that history has anything to do with them. And he says, no, you go right, you go left, you affect you, you affect everybody around you's history. And you know what? That is so true. And we don't really acknowledge it as much as we should. But you should honestly be aware of it and reflect on it because everything we do definitely affects how someone goes home and thinks and affects their decisions that they make. And we get to see that in this episode when the crew goes back to the 60s to the little cafe and we have Ginsburg and Maggie and Rosie and Merlin. <laughs> and I was trying to look up if 
Do you know who that is? Is that a real person? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. No. Some of them I thought could have been. To Michael, probably. <laughs> to us, Yeah, that no. one I don't think so. Um, but so the kids are playing their grandparents in this episode to learn more about the 60s. Now, okay, were they playing their grandparents or great-grandparents? Great-grandparents. Which I thought was a little Be- weird, but... Yeah, because at first it said grandparents, and then at some point it said great-grandparents. Yeah, they were definitely talking a lot about their great-grandparents, which the timeline didn't quite work out for me, but it's possible. I just... Maybe it works out. I don't know. It's but yeah, they definitely went yeah. back, and it was cool how it went in in and out. Um, another good example of these, you know, young actors playing different roles, and you know, going between the, the nineteen sixty one character and the two thousand fourteen character. So that was cool. Yeah, and of course, it was uh, weird to kind of find out that in the end, their relatives actually chose not to be friends. But now, of course, that was a mistake because they are great friends in real life. It was yeah, that was cool, and as it does seem maybe a little bit contrived television yeah. at first, but literally this week I went to an amazing um, documentary screening and talk, which is a which is based on these two guys who have a crazy history that started with a horrible, violent fight incident, and later on they both made amends and worked on themselves and came together and give talks together. And also did not realize that their lives had intertwined. It's really amazing. Look up Facing Fear if you're into it. It's, okay. It was, but it was like a real-life story just like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was kind of weird because of the timing for me seeing the episode and then also hearing this real-life story. Mm-hmm. And it was another – that was a real-life example of people not realizing how one decision one night can completely change someone else's life and how you can yeah. come back kind of and make new decisions and – you know, and re-enter each other's lives and, and, and affect them in different ways. Yeah, it's such a small world. We oh are so closely related to people. We are – we're probably going to run across people. For it's sure. likely more than once. Do you think the six degrees of separation has um, decreased now to like four degrees considering social media and our ability to connect with everyone? Yeah, I, th- I mean for sure. I definitely feel it like – Remember when when Michael Jacobs was here and the writers were here and I was playing Jewish geography with them? It was like, <laughs> where are you from? And, oh, you're from here. Did you go to school there? Did you yeah. go to summer camp there? And it was like, you guys we were like all, all these connected. people. It was so crazy. I mean, yeah. And I, I that's why I kind of feel like it's not totally so far-fetched, actually. And yeah. most of us don't have the opportunity to do what they did, you know, and go back and put the pieces together. Right. But, like, you know, most people – you can sit next to someone on an airplane and be totally connected with them. But if you never say hi to them – and never start talking, you might never put it together. Like, I think about that sometimes. Like, how much... How much are we connected to the people around us without realizing it? Without realizing it. There's that app highlight where it like highlights your connections with people in the world if you're around them. It's really crazy. If you're like physically around them. Yeah. For the the iPhone. Yeah. It uses your Facebook to connect with theirs and and it's like you've highlighted someone. You have this many friends in common and all these other things. It's it's wild. It's weird. Um, Yeah. Well, I just heard another one where there's like an app called – I don't think – it's not that one. But where you like walk by people, they're in your physical vicinity. And it just mm-hmm. tells you people that you've walked by today. Yep, that's that's it. Does it that so, on the highlight app too? Yeah, I yeah. mean there, that there is something, but I do think the message and the the lesson and the thing to really think about, which is true, is that is that I totally relate to these kids of thinking like history and history class could seem boring and distant and irrelevant. Mm-hmm. But once you start to think about that your family has a history and that you're a product of that, and how you interact with people is they, and who are also products of their family history, you know that. It is personal, and it affects it all of us, actually, no matter what your story is. And um, I think knowing your family's story can affect how you understand yourself and the people around you now. 
I like that line where, you know, if you have something to say, say it, or you know who I am because I had something to say and I said it. Mm. I, I loved that they repeated that, and I think it's a great message. That's sort of what I took out of it because, it, you know, Maya feels discouraged when she's looking through the book and she's like, I'm never going to be as good as right. them and puts it down and so is discouraged. And it's like, no, you know, we all have something unique to say. And, yeah, you're not going to be them. You're going to be you. Mm, Maya's going to mm-hmm. be Maya, and she's going to add something different, contribute something different. But you're never going to know unless you say it. So That kind of really inadequacy, like though, I think is a very real thing for a lot of people, mm-hmm. that feeling of inadequacy, especially in, like, high-achieving families, you know, Definitely. where there's artists or writers or politicians or whatever it, whatever it is, you know, to feel that they have to live up to something and – I think a lot of people I know feel that pressure um, and that sense of like I'm not worthy or I'm not good enough. Um, it's a it's a challenging thing. Not having the confidence to do it when she's clearly very talented. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. And we got to see Sabrina Carpenter sing, which was nice. And even Lucas's character. I thought you were going to say and also play the guitar, and I was like, uh, she definitely was not playing the guitar. But, but she does. She does though. In, in real, real life. life, yeah, definitely. I know that was weird. I do not think she was really playing. I think in this she episode. was. I don't think. No way. I don't think Peyton Lucas was, but, he but most I think was she not. was. I will go I'll rewatch have to go it. Back but, and re-watch yeah, but that was cool it. that she was singing. And yeah, she's. Um, and also, this episode got there was a big social media. You know, we like you were excited that the show is back on after a few weeks off, mm-hmm. and um, especially Augie um, on his Twitter. With his mom's help, I believe, and, <laughs> um, and I think who else and um, and Riley, um, they, they and got Rowan, it I should say, they got it trending. Yeah, Girl That's Meets awesome. World, uh, 1961. So that was cool. Like people were talking about it, and it was a very cool episode. I loved it. Um, I, I loved the karma poem. Can't you see you are me? <laughs> yeah, there was all that like 60s cliche <laughs> stuff, but it was cool to see the kids all made up and Audrey Hepburn, uh, Rowan. Yeah, the observer. I like that. Who only sees the good in people. <laughs> and she's like, can you imagine someone like that? And it's her. You know, that's obviously, she's a continuation of her grandparents. Exactly. I liked that part. Um, and w- what does she say to, Ma- to Maya at the end? It's when she's like kind of standing in front of the classroom. Um, well, one is when she says, I, th- I was thinking on that note and t- how she closes it. She says, that's what history is about, right, Dad? And... Um, now I now I get it. He says, "Like there is um, there is a nice closure there mm-hmm. that they they learned the lesson yeah. they're supposed to." And you know now Maya's art might change the world. She's more encouraged to now, and it all seems like you know whenever you get that reassurance that things are meant to be, that's always a great sign. <laughs> like the fact that their their grandparents had all met before that should give her some confidence that like yeah. she's doing the right thing and she needs to speak her mind and she does go back to the restaurant and pick up the book again so exactly. she's found her confidence with her friends looks like she's going to be on her way and you know to all the fans at home you know you should express yourself in whatever form that means artistically or singing or whatever and add your gifts to the world cuz like for if sure. you don't say anything no one's going to hear no, it. No, for sure. That's true and I love also in terms of seeing another side of Lucas, by the way, mm-hmm. that he says, you know, because Maya's always, like, instigating him and egging him on. And yeah. she says she's always making fun of him for being, you know, a hillbilly or country boy or whatever. And so when she, he finds out that her family's last name is this funny-to-say last name. Clutterbucket clutter or something. So he, he says, oh, this is the greatest day of my <laughs> life. I felt like he really 
kind of came alive there. It was, it was yeah. fun to see that. So I, I, I enjoyed that, that interaction. And no, but you're absolutely right. Like there is the lesson of, you know, understanding our traditions, where we come from, our family stories, history, as, and ourselves as a continuation of that has value for us as individuals going forward. And understanding that our unique, creative, expressive voices, whoever we are and whatever that form that takes, has value to making the world a more beautiful place. I do think those are both the kind of keys here in this episode. That was very nicely said, Lee. I I think that's a great note to end on. Do you have any predictions going forward in the season? It looks like... you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. It looks like they have a group project next week, and they're going into the business world a little bit. It looks like maybe a muffin bake oh, sale or something. Well, I have a little tease for you. I happen oh. to actually be in the in the studio audience for the taping of this episode. So you know all. And I'm not going to give it away, but I no will say spoilers. that because they they did tease that muffin thing, yeah, where it like hits her on the head and it bounces back. Remember that they showed yes. at the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. Well, let me tell you, that took way more than one take. Because they kept throwing the muffin at her. We'll talk about it next time. But I'm, oh, it was hilarious. I mean, they just couldn't get it to hit her right in the head. It was so funny. I'll tell you more about it next week. But I know there will be some fun physical comedy because, oh, you know that too because you saw the muffin throwing. So Mm -hmm. we'll have to find, I think it might be cupcakes, but we'll talk about it next week. So I know there'll be some kind of, yeah, business venture. Where can the fans find you, Lee? Find me, please, on Lee M. Epstein. That's on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, check it out, Lee M. Epstein. And Kristen's at Cinematic Escape. Yeah, check, check her out it too. Out. Cinematic Escape. Write to us. We love it. Thank you guys we so love much. Love you for guys. That. See you next week. Thanks for tuning in. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 